You're not alone. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you, doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and today we're going to dive into the UK. But first, let's hit our first segment. List building with Joe. So for this week, I uh, I wanted to share a list that um, I've been trying to help my son build some lists. He built one uh, last week during our, our tournament that he just really didn't like. So I've been trying to give him some ideas. And anyway, this is one of the ones that I came up with. Let me know what you think in the Discord. So we'll start with Merrick Steele. And this is going to be the um, starter pack. Merrick Steel standard loadout with elusive outmaneuver and afterburners. Then, along with Merrick, we've got Duchess with elusive Tiber Saxon gunner and shield upgrade. Then we've got Juno Eclipse with marksmanship, pattern analyzer, and fire control system. Then Mauler Mythel, just the standard Mauler, not Boy Mauler, with crack shot. Although you could run Boy Mauler, they're both the same cost. So that one's kind of whichever one you want to roll. But you're not going to get the benefit um, that you would normally out of running um, his buddies. So that's why I went with Standard Mauler. And then rounding out the list is Tomax Bren with Saturation Salvo, Barrage Rockets, and Bomblet Generators. And basically what you've got is you've got three heavy hitters and then two kind of more mild hitters um, that are more of your objective monkeys. So when you break this list down, you've essentially got Merrick is definitely a flanker, and you can flank with either Juno or Duchess, depending on what you want to do. And then you've got your dedicated objective monkeys in Mauler and Tomax, which if you lose either one, you know, if they choose to focus fire on that, that means your three heavy hitters are going to be left alone to do what whatever else they want. And they're only getting three points. So, um, anyway, that's the list. Let me know what you think in the Discord. Let's head into our next segment. AMG Rules Forum. And this week we start with Derek Clivian and Aaron Kraken. OP. After Aaron Kraken shoots, can I have Derek, Derek Clivian at range one of Aaron take a red target lock and use Derek's ability to remove the red stress since he is acquiring a target lock? Answer. Yes. Derek Clivian, Clivian's ability would trigger to allow the removal of a red token after he performs the red lot Red lock action granted by Arian Kraken's ability. Cool. All right, next we've got Link Jam versus False Transponder Codes. OP. Just looking for some clarification here. I have looked over the rules for Jam many times and don't quite understand from various people. Can someone please explain how Kylo Ren with no tokens can be locked by Cad Bane no tokens with false transponder codes, active charge, and CAD keeps both the lock and the jam token on Kylo 
whereas Kylo cannot take a focus link jam and keep the focus and jam token. By the rules of jam, Cad should have lost the lock and false transponder charge because Kylo and Cad had no tokens prior to the lock. Answer. In your example, when Cad Bane locked Kylo Ren, he assigned both a lock token and a jam token to Kylo Ren's tokenless ship. Kylo Ren, now with a jam token, is considered to be jammed. When a ship becomes jammed, the players who affect whose effect caused the ship to gain the jam token chooses for the jam ship to either remove one of its green tokens or break one of its locks. The lock that has been assigned to Kylo Ren belongs to Cad Bane. As Kylo Ren has no green tokens and is not maintaining a lock on an object, the jam token stays. Should Cad Bane become jammed and have no green tokens, he would be forced to break his lock and remove the lock token assigned to Kylo Ren. Alright, next one. Cutthroat Reload. OP. Can you use Scum Cutthroat Talent to reload device with, and quote, this card's charge cannot be recovered, quote, end quote, text? Answer. No. If the card ability uses the word cannot, that effect is absolute and cannot be overwritten by other effects. All right. Next one, Captain Hark Movement. OP. I'm struggling to understand how this ship moves when it stops. So you dial the red stop move, but you do a side slip using the one bank instead? That part I understand. It's the next bit. Do you or don't you flip the card to the up position? Because it says after you execute that maneuver, you must flip swivel wing down. That down is confusing me. Are the up or downs? Answer. The swivel wing configuration upgrade has two sides, swivel wing down and swivel wing up. If Captain Hark has the swivel wing upgrade equipped with the downside showing and reveals a stationary maneuver, he must execute a side slip maneuver using a one the one bank template instead. After executing the side slip maneuver, you must flip the swivel wing card so that the up side is showing. All right, that clears that one up. And the last one that we'll read is Death Troopers Interaction. OP. Death Troopers work at range 0 to 1 during the activation phase. Does this apply to starting position or final position? I.e., if a ship is at range 1, stress, then does a blue maneuver, and the final position is range 2, do they then remove the stress? Answer. As there are multiple ways a stress token could be removed in the activation phase, it is dependent on where the enemy ship is in relation to the ship equipped with Death Troopers crew at the time the stress token is to be removed. For example, Cassian Andor in the U-Wing allows a friendly ship at range 1 to 3 to remove a stress token at the start of the activation phase. If that friendly ship is in range of a ship equipped with Death Death Troopers, it would not be able to remove the token. That same friendly ship then executes a maneuver by resolving the following steps and over. Maneuver ship, 
check difficulty. As removing a stress token is step two of executing a maneuver, you would not check to see if the ship was in range of death troopers until after executing the maneuver. All right. So I think that makes it pretty clear. Um, if the ship's final position is at range two, then it removes the stress. All right. And now we're going to look at the mid-tier lists at the, uh, let me get this right, the UK Games Expo World Open Qualifier that happened in the UK over this past weekend. So we're going to look, as is tradition on this podcast, we're going to look at the mid-tier lists. Uh, one, because the other podcasts are already talking about the uh, the top-tier list. But we also look at the mid-tier list because it is my firm belief that um, due to player choice or variance, that these lists could have very well been at the top. Um, and sometimes it's player choice, sometimes it's variance. And I think it's important to, to kind of point those out. So with that said, um, let's go ahead and dive in. So our first one is a Rebel list, and we see Cornhorn with Hopeful, Magpulse Warheads, R3 Astromech, and S-Foils, Garvandreas with Hopeful, Jamming Beam, Veteran Tail Gunner, Shara Bay with Hopeful, Veteran Tail Gunner, and Tactical Scrambler, Dutch Vander with Proton Torpedoes, and Pops with Proton Torpedoes, Seismic Charges, and Delayed Fuses. So we've got a lot of beef in this list. We've got uh, an X-Wing. At least I think it's an X-Wing. Um, yeah, it's an X-Wing because it's got S-Foils. Two Arcs and then two Y-Wings. So, um, yeah, quite quite a bit um, of just health. You've got you've to chew through. And I think this is going to be the trend that we see uh, kind of going on as we look at these lists, but let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's go ahead and look at the next list. It's a resistance list and we see Temin Wexley with Crackshot M9G8 and S-Foils, Elo Atsi with Crackshot R6D8 and S-Foils, Jess Pava with R2D2, S-Foils and Jamming Beam, uh, Vanessa Doza with Marksmanship, Barrage Rockets, and Integrated S-Foils. And the last one is Lulu Lampar with Crackshot and Shield Upgrade. So slightly different take on the uh, 5 T-70s. Uh, you get 4 T-70s and an A-Wing who kind of acts like a T-70. So, yeah. Interesting. Be prepared to face something like that. All right. Next, we see a first order list. We have Major Von Reg with Marksmanship, Lone Wolf, Deuterium Power Cells, and Magpulse Warheads. Midnight with Proud Tradition and Pattern Analyzer. Kylo Ren with Malice, Predator, Concussion Missiles, Sensor Scramblers, Munitions Failsafe, and Enhanced Jamming Suite. Commander Malaris with Magpulse Warheads. And rounding out the list is Gideon Hask with Fanatical, Marksmanship, Biohexacrypt Codes, Tactical Officer, Agent Terex, and Targeting Computer. So, interesting here. So, we've got two sixes, two fives, and a Xi kind of supporting. So, a five-ship first-order list. Um, 
I I kind of like it. Um, that's an interesting Von Ray. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to try that when I when I get that. Um, Midnight I always feel kind of hits like a wet noodle, but um, you know the proud tradition pattern analyzer will definitely help with that when she does need to turn around. Um, and the rest of the pieces all just seem really solid. All right. Next, we go to an Empire list, and we see Juno Eclipse with Ruthless, Fire Control System, and Homing Missiles. Fifth Brother with Fire Control Systems and Homing Missiles. Captain Jonas with Saturation Salvo, Barrage Rockets, and Bomblet Generator. Tomax Bren with Saturation Salvo, Barrage Rockets, and Bomblet Generator. Major Reimer with Saturation Salvo, Barrage Rockets, Concussion Bombs. And a Black Squadron Ace. So this is actually pretty similar to a, a list that I was looking at um, running, but instead of Fifth Brother, I put in Merrick Steel. Um, but other than that, they were very, very similar lists. Um, and I think it's going to be a meta staple right along that 5T70s. Those three bombers with Saturation Salvo and Barrage Rockets are a force to be reckoned with. All right, and then our next list, we see another Empire list. Tomax Brin with Saturation Salvo, Barrage Rockets, Bomblet Generator. Major Reimer, Saturation Salvo, Barrage Rockets, Seismic Charges, and Delayed Fuses. Captain Jonas, Saturation Salvo, Barrage Rockets, Bomblet Generator. Three Black Squadron Aces. And Vizier with Hondo Anako, Captain Hark, and Targeting Computer. So that's interesting. So that's a seven-ship list. You've got three generic kind of objective monkeys um, that can just be annoying. You have your three heavy hitters in your bombers, and then Vizier kind of going around just making life difficult. Oh, and all the health. Like, oh. Well done, well done. All right. Another Empire list next. We have Captain Jonas. Surprise, surprise, with Saturation Salvo, Barrage Rockets, and Bomblet Generator. Major Reimer with Saturation Salvo, Barrage Rockets, Seismic Charges, Delayed Fuses. And Tomax Brin with Saturation Salvo, Barrage Rockets, and Bomblet Generator. So we've got those three bombers. Then we've got Boy Vader and Fifth Brother with Fire Control System and Homing Missiles. Again, those, those three bombers together with stuff and you're looking at 10 points of other stuff, uh, is is going to be a meta staple, so just get used to it. All right. Next, we see another First Order list. We see Lieutenant Gaelic with Marksmanship and Iodin Cannon, Commander Mallers with Cluster Missiles, Whirlwind with Marksmanship, Fanatical, Cluster Missiles, Advanced Optics, and Enhanced Jamming Suite, Kylo Ren with Instinctive Aim, Predator, Cluster Missiles, Pattern Analyzer, and Enhanced Jamming Suite, and Quick Draw with Swarm Tactics, Fanatical, Targeting Synchronizer, Special Forces Gunner, and Fire Control Systems. So, a, a little bit different than tying Whirlwind to Midnight, tying Whirlwind to Quick Draw. Um, yeah, the choice is a little bit different. If you're going to go after Quick Draw, then. Um, she's going to get that extra shot back. I mean, I don't, I don't hate the list. I just don't personally like 
Swarm Tactics King up Whirlwind. That's that's me. He obviously did a, a good job with it. Um, so we can't really knock that. But yeah, so that's there. Okay. Next, we see a re- Rebel list. And we see Han Solo with Trickshot, Perceptive Co-Pilot, Bitsin, Bistan, Millennium Falcon title. Then Luke Skywalker, Boy Luke. Then Wedge and Tilly's with Marksmanship and Crackshot. So this is A-Wing Wedge. And then Boy Hole Oaken. And he's the one with uh, Precision Astromech. So he can double mod that uh, Advanced Proton Torpedo. Next, we've got another Empire list. In this one, we see those three bombers. So Tomax Bren, Sat Salvo, Barrage Rockets, Bomblet Generator. Captain Jonas, Sat Salvo, Barrage Rockets, Bomblet Generator. Major Reimer, Sat Salvo, Cluster Missiles, Weapon System Officer, and Munitions Failsafe. Okay, that's a little bit different. Then we see Juno Eclipse with Predator, Targeting Synchronizer, and Fire Control System. Interesting. So they can even fire even if they don't have a focus, which is extra mean. Then we see Gideon Hask with Trick Shot, Ruthless, Cluster Missiles, and Targeting Computer. And Lieutenant Laurier with Lone Wolf and Targeting Computer. So again, that those 10 points of bombers plus 10 points of other stuff, um, Not, I'm really not surprised to see it. All right, then we go to the Resistance, and we start with Zori Bliss. Haven't seen her in a while. She's loaded out with Dorsal, R4 Astromech, Wartime Loadout, and Plasma Torpedoes. Eloatsi with Swarm Tactics, Heroic, S-Foils, and Jamming Beam. Temin Wexley with R6-D8, Integrated S-Foils, and Heavy Laser Cannon. Jess Pava with R2-D2, Integrated S-Foils, and Jamming Beam. And Nimi Shireen with M9-G8, Ferrosphere Paint, Integrated S-Foils, and Jamming Beam. So, again, another another take on the five T-70s, except this one you're adding Zori Bliss in instead of another T-70. And um, being that that's a, a, it's a sneaky way to get another I-5 in, which is kind of what that other list did with uh, Lulu. All right. Then we see another First Order list. We have DT with Marksmanship and Advanced Optics. Scorch with Marksmanship and Advanced Optics. Static with Proud Tradition and Ion Cannon. Commander Mallers with Magpulse and Warheads. Lieutenant Galix with Biohex Crypt Codes and Tractor Beam. And then Kylo Ren with Instinctive Aim, Brilliant Evasion, Concussion Missiles, Advanced Optics, and Enhanced Jamming Suite. So we see that that six-ship swarm that uh, Mitch Hurst actually made famous. And instead of recoil you've got wylo in there uh, which i think is actually a really good addition now this list isn't going to hit quite as hard because not having the shield upgrade or the advanced optics fanatical on those two dt and scorch is going to kind of dial your offense back a little bit and i think kind of takes away from the list okay then we've got another Rebel list. We see Hera Syndulla with Hopeful Magpulse Warheads. So I think this A-Wing Hera. Bodica with Marksmanship and Shield Upgrade. And 
Han Solo with Trickshot, Perceptive Copilot, Bistan, Millennium Falcon title, and then Luke Skywalker, Boy Luke. So we've got one, two, three, four ship list. So again, we're seeing four or five ship lists is kind of the norm. The six is a little bit a little bit outside of the norm. But the ones that I'm seeing success, if you're gonna run four ship lists, excuse me, you need to have a way to shoot twice or double tap. So, and that's what we're seeing in this list here with, with Bistan and Perceptive Copilot. All right, then we've got another Empire list, and we see Boy Vader. We see Rear Admiral Shernu with Ruthless, Novice Technician, Emperor Palpatine, Agile Gunner, Seismic Charges, Delayed Fuses, and Dauntless. Then Merrick Steel with Fire Control System and Shield Upgrade. And Lieutenant Lurier with Lone Wolf, Targeting Computer, and Sensitive Controls. So a four-ship list. This one doesn't double-tap, but you've got Vader, which is kind of usually about, I don't know, over 90% of the time hitting three hits. You've got Rack uh, out there being a pain in the butt. And um, Merrick also being a pain in the butt. So... You got a lot of high initiative, um, but a four-ship list nonetheless. All right. Man, I say that a lot. With um, I'm trying to get rid of those in my casting. Anyway, Rebels next. We've got Tycho with Trickshot, Ion Cannon, Magpulse Warheads, and Vectored Cannons. That's interesting that you put Vectored Cannons on these A-Wings. Um, you normally don't see that, but I guess Tycho doesn't care. Then we've got Keo with Trickshot and Cluster Missiles with Vectored Cannons. Also a different build than we typically see on, on Keo. Then Han Solo with Trickshot, Blaze Malbus, Biston, Engine Upgrade, and Falcon Title. Then we see Sabine Wren, that two-point TIE Fighter with Beskar Reinforced Plating. And Bodica with Predator, Beskar Reinforced Plating, and Mandalorian Optics. So here you have a five-ship list with a large base that shoots twice and a small base that shoots twice. That's gross. That's really gross. Okay, anyway. Then an Empire list, and we've seen this one before. Uh, Boy Vader, fifth brother with fire control system and homing missiles. And then our 10 points of bombers, all with Sat Salvo, Barrage Rockets, and uh, Bomblets for Tomax and Captain Jonas, and Seismics and Delayed Fuses for Rhymer. All right, then we see another Rebelist. There I go again. One of these days I'll catch it before I say it. We got a Rebel List, Garvandreas with Expert Handling and Veteran Tail Gunner. So this is Ark. Ark Garvin, Nora Wexley, Ark Nora with R3 Astromech and Veteran Tail Gunner, A-Wing Hera with Marksmanship and Magpulse Warheads, Benthic's Two Tubes with Marksmanship, Jen Urso, Perceptive Co-Pilot, and Pivot Wing, and Sabine Wren with Beskar Reinforced Plating. Again, that's that TIE Fighter Sabine, which I think we're going to see a lot in Rebels. Just having a two-point ship that is... A good 
filler, but not to build around. I think every faction needs that. And I'm curious on the factions that don't have it, what that's going to end up being. I still think for, for first order, your best bet is probably TN. Um, but that's, I'm kind of going down a rabbit hole there. All right. Then we have another Empire list. Rear Admiral Shernu with Lone Wolf, Darth Vader, Death Troopers, Agile Gunner, Dauntless Title. That 10 points of TIE Bombers. And Lieutenant Lurier with Enduring and Targeting Computer. Okay. Again, three three bombers plus 10 points. That's, that's a metal list. You have to be prepared to deal with it. We got another Empire list following that with our 10 points of TIE Bombers, our Boy Vader, and our fifth brother with fire control systems and concussion missiles this time. Then we go into another First Order list. So we have Kylo Ren with Malice, concussion missiles, advanced optics, and enhanced jamming suite. Blackout with Trick Shot, Sensor Scramblers, and Prime Thrusters. Malorus with Cluster Missiles. Scorch with Marksmanship and Advanced Optics. And Lieutenant Lehuse with Proud Tradition, Pattern Analyzer, and Special Forces Gunner. Now this is eerily similar to something that I'm currently flying. And uh, I really, really enjoy this list. This is built a little bit differently than how I build it out. But the concept behind it I think is solid. All right, and that was actually the last list that we that I wanted to look at. So with that said, let's take a look at ship counts, right? Overall, I'm seeing between four and six ship lists with, of course, the average in there being five. Um, there was one exception with a seven ship list with that, that Empire one that we talked about. But generally, we're seeing right around five ships. And if we're seeing less than five ships, we're seeing four ships that hit really hard or double tap or both. With the exception of the five ship list that had two double tappers in it, which I think is just mean. But um, that's, that's clever list building right there. And I love... Love, love that the points are kind of in a place where you can have all this diversity. Now, I don't think it'll be very long before the uh, Sat Salvo uh, and or Barrage Rockets sees a uh, increase. I think that'll be an, possibly an emergency fix that AMG does. Because when we when I was reading over the the different lists, we saw variety in all the other factions except Empire. Empire was based around those three barrage rocket sat salvo bombers and 10 points elsewhere. So, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's, it's something to think about. Now, a couple of notes. The, the top two for this particular tournament... Um, I don't normally cover these, so this is kind of bonus. Was Han Solo with Perceptive Copilot, Chopper, Bistan, Engine Upgrade, and the Falcon Title, Boy Luke, 
Kiovenzi with Prockets, Wedge Antilles, so this is A-Wing Wedge with Marksmanship and Trick Shot, and Sabine Wren with Beskar Reinforced Plating. So you have three smaller kind of objective-ish ships. Then you have Luke and you have Han. That all makes sense. Then uh, the number two list was Quick Draw with Swarm Tactics, Fanatical, Targeting, Synchronizer, Special Forces, Gunner, Fire Control System. Kylo Ren with Instinctive Aim, Brilliant Evasion, Concussion Missiles, Advanced Optics, Enhanced Jamming Suite. Commander Mallows with Cluster Missiles. Scorch. This is this is Bomber Scorch with Feedback Ping, Cluster Missiles, and Bomba Generator. And Whirlwind with Marksmanship, Fanatical, Cluster Missiles, Advanced Optics, and Enhanced Jamming Suite. That's kind of neat. Sorry, I'm just looking at some other lists that... So of note, I will cover a, a top four list and a top eight list. These ones both kind of just jumped out at me and I want to talk about them. Because again, it, it kind of shows a little bit of diversity. So in first order, we see... Well, hold on. So let me read over these lists and then I'll, then I'll talk. Uh, so we see Midnight with Predator and Crackshot. We see Quick Draw with Fanatical, Special Forces Gunner, Fire Control System, and Shield Upgrade. We see Commander Malish with Cluster Missiles. We see Lieutenant LaHuse with Proud Tradition, Pattern Analyzer, Special Forces Gunner. We see Kylo Ren with Instinctive Aim, Malice, Predator, Concussion Missiles, and Enhanced Jamming Suite. So that's that list. Two I-6s, three I-5s. You know, it's not... It's not the most that you can do. You can actually fit three I-6s in first order. I think I covered that last week. Um, but it's it's something to something definitely to, to think about. And then the other list, this was a top eight list. And we see Sunfac with Ensnare and Graphitic, graphitic Deflection and Targeting Computer. Dirge with Proton Cannon, Delayed Fuses, Xanadu Blood, and Proton Bombs. SureTech with Ensnare. General Grievous with Marksmanship, Shield Upgrade, Impervium Plating, Solus One, and DFS-081 with Energy Shield Charges, Independent Calculations, and Grappling Struts. So, again, two Nantechs coming back, and, um, like, the only thing is, is I don't know how he flies against large base ships, and there's a lot of medium and large base ships out there. Um, so I'd, I'd have to see how he's flying it, but that certainly is mean and will wreak havoc on all the small base ships. I mean, two Nantechs within Snare with all the small base ships that are that are out there. Disgusting. All right. I want to make a little caveat to what I said earlier. Empire isn't the only one that we are not seeing that much diversity in. I think First Order is another one that we're not seeing as much diversity in. We're seeing more diversity than we are with Empire, but still not as much. And I think a lot of that just has to do with the lack of options in First Order. I mean, you've got a handful of ships, and... Not everything is is good and or playable. 
question mark like I really want to put Von Rang on the table because he's an I6 and he can be absolutely devastating but he feels harder to fly for me than Suntir Fell and Suntir Fell generally has one less health or if he's running shield upgrade the same health and I don't know what it is but Suntir seems easier to fly than Von Rang but Von Rang seems like he can pack more of a punch than Suntir. So, I don't know, maybe I just need to get good with him. But it's definitely something that I want want to look at. All right, let's go ahead and get into a little bit of housekeeping before we wrap up this episode. Um, we'll start with, for those in the San Francisco area, I hope to see you this weekend as I'm coming up for the Store Champion Tournament. And I'm bringing a couple of my lists. I don't know which one I'm going to fly yet because that's my normal problem. But uh, I will be up there for work. Looking forward to it. And I'm sure it'll be a great competition. For Patreon, for my patrons, I am in talks with Andrew Knuckle for a couple of ideas that I have. So I'm going to start bringing product back to the, the Patreon site. And it will be a quarterly thing that I'll be shipping out. So if you want to get in on that, you can wait till I announce it. Or you can get in early and I'll make sure to throw in a little bit of a bonus for those that have supported this podcast and continue to support this podcast before it comes back and uh, I start offering swag again. So with all that said, if you've made it this far, thank you very much for your time. It means a lot to me. Please consider leaving a review however you consume this podcast. It lets other people know why they should listen and tell your friends. Thank you to our patrons who without this podcast would not be possible. As you know, I like to end each episode with a question. And this week's question is, do you feel there's enough diversity in each faction? This is Sailor Joe, signing off. You're not